Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, guys. It's Janet. I'm back. I'm live. This is very exciting, and I'm... I had a wonderful vacation, just wonderful in the rural area of Vermont, and I enjoyed every minute of the nature and the different weather. You know, we had many, many thunderstorms. We had plenty of sun. I had some much special time with family and friends, and it just was a perfect break. But, you know, the thing about loving where you are, where you what you do, and where you live is that I look forward to coming home. It, it's great to come back and to be able to talk to you guys live and all the other things that goes on when you're in your home. And but I want to tell you kind of a, a silly story. I was staying with everywhere I stayed didn't have any cell service at all, and there was Wi-Fi, but it was always iffy and. You never knew if there was a thunderstorm, if the electricity would go out or if the Internet provider would go out. So I knew that it was iffy. And so I did not set up a lot of private sessions while I was gone. But one person really, really wanted one. So I said, okay, you know, sure, I'm going to do a private session for you. Well, <laughs> it's like this comedy of errors. It, the session went really great, but, the, but it was really uh, quite silly because first – about 20 minutes, 15 minutes before the session began, it started to thunder, and it was an incredibly huge thunderstorm right above us with a thunder going loud, 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 rain coming down. The, the person I was staying with has a metal roof, so between the thunder and the rain, you couldn't hear yourself think, and I had set myself up. I decided there's only two rooms in her house that has Wi-Fi, so I set myself up in the living room, dining room area just sitting down and her cockatiel starts to <laughs> to chirp. And if you've ever heard a cockatiel chirp, it's a really piercing sound and it just kept going and going and going. So I thought, oop, this isn't gonna work. So I went to the other room, set up in the sort of den-like room, but they, they're connected, there's no doorway. It's just a, a, a big, uh, like a big hallway that goes through, it's all open. So you could definitely still hear the rain, the thunder and the bird, but it was a little bit quieter with the bird. And so we, you know, as luck would have it, the electricity didn't go off, the internet service didn't go off, and I'm starting my Skype Skype call. And then uh, my friend has uh, had some workmen at, working on the barn on her property, and first one guy comes in <laughs> to use the bathroom, then another guy comes in. The front door is right there, right where I am. And, and then another guy comes in to um, get water, um, 
then the house phone was ringing and it was a riot. You know, I was just giggling with my client the whole time and I just thought to myself, you know, I had planned because when I started my second book, the one that I'm still trying to get out to you guys, I went to Vermont for two months. This was almost four years ago, three and a half years ago, to start writing the book, to get away from that day-to-day distractions that can come up when you're living in your space. And it was perfect. I got so much done. I got such a solid start to the book. It was great. So in the back of my mind, next year, I wanted I want to start my third book. And so I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go to Vermont, you know, and do the same thing. Well, <laughs> the good news is that I realized that in the interim, things had changed with me to the point where I really needed the security of both privacy for private sessions and privacy for the radio show. That's why I pre-taped those radio shows, because you never know when the Wi-Fi is going to go out. Today, I'm going to be doing something really interesting. It's going to be more in the astral. Uh, I hope everyone, by the way, has been having a good summer. I hope you enjoyed the shows I did on discrimination over the last three weeks, the pre-taped shows. So I'm going back to the astral, and I'm. this is now going to be personal to everyone, and I'm going to do something a little different in the healing today. It's going to be a healing where each and every one of you is going to be an active participant in your own healing. One of the reasons is that the higher selves are encouraging me to really try to help you guys do this on your own. I'm always so happy that you use my med- meditations, my healings as a starting point, but eventually you you don't want to be tied to listening to the recording or something. You want to get it clear in your mind, clear enough that you can go ahead and do it on your own. The thing is, I understand that need because when I started, and I don't know if I told you all, but Joan would say, okay, here's how you start. Here's what the words you say. Well, I was so insecure that if I goofed up on one of the words, I would start at the beginning all over. And so I totally get that you're, there's some insecurity about can you do it on your own? I'm hoping to get you past that insecurity to understand that what whatever I give you, whatever I suggest is just a starting point and that you can take it and make it your own. It's for each individual, it's going to unfold in a slightly different way because we're all snowflakes, as you've heard me say. Today, I'm going to talk about the astral use. But first, I let me review a little bit. Okay. The moment a thought is in consciousness, it becomes a fact in the energetic state. That means the minute we think a thought, it becomes an energy, a thought energy. It's a fact now. We may not be able to touch it, hear it, smell it, taste it, see it, but it's still a fact in the same way that even though for eons of time we didn't know X-rays existed or ultraviolet rays or gamma rays or any other of those rays, they still existed even though we didn't know. So even though we didn't know when we think a thought that it moves into a fact state energetically, it still happened. These thoughts, each thought that we think is magnetically attracted both within our personal energetic field, the thought form body, and in the planetary thought form body, which is the astral, it's attracted to like thoughts. So that magnetic signature that each type of thought has is attracted to the like magnetic signatures. And the thought energy in the astral has been created, guys, 
by all the humanities of all time. Are you hearing this? <laughs> this is huge because the astral, being the thought form body of the planet Earth, receives the thought energy of all the humanities of all time. So that from the very beginning, the humanities that came into uh, play here on the Earth the and started thinking thoughts, no matter how primitive, all the way to highest awareness type of thoughts, the most sophisticated thoughts, those thoughts went into the astral. And the astral is continuing to receive thoughts on a moment-to-moment basis from the billions of human, um, billions of people that are on the planet now. So the, the, on a moment-to-moment basis, the astral continues to be empowered. Now, every planet that houses the four lower kingdoms, that has, you know, every planet has its own astral, and that houses the humanities, uh, that houses the life forms, has its own astral, and all the astrals, guys, throughout the entire universe, because as I've said over and over again, there's been millions of planets over time, and every single astral, every single planet is actually connected, just like the human kingdom heavens. When humanities die and move into heaven, whether they're on this planet or any other planet, they move into the human kingdom planets. That's the other side of the veil in the free will kingdom. All the heavens are, cre- are attached. Heaven is heaven. Human kingdom heaven is heaven. Okay? So it's the same with the astral. However, I'm only dealing with the astral around this planet. It is powerful. It is enough for us to deal with. We're not going to get into the other astrals, although work that we do on the astral here can also help conglomerate astral as well. So even though I'm only focusing for the most part on this planet's astral, it doesn't mean we aren't helping and dealing with uh, the, the astral in general in the universe. Okay. Now, like our own thought form bodies, guys, the predominance of thoughts in the astral is negative in nature. And the astral is an immense reservoir of thought energy that interacts with and empowers our own thought energy. We are moving through the astral on a moment-to-moment basis, so there is an interaction and a feeding from our etheric bodies and our thoughts to the astral and back again. So magnetics works in both directions. Okay. And I talked a lot more about that in prior shows, so please, to understand more about that, again, go back. Now, I'm going to talk about how we create our own astral identities, and the higher self call it the astral yous, Y-O-U. And here's a quote from the higher self. Within the astral dwell many different yous. For instance, there is the you who lives there that who is poor and who has no money. This altered reality has been created by you based on every thought that you've projected in this and every other lifetime that deals with a state of financial lack. Now, I'm going to focus, even though that deals with other lifetimes, I'm only going to focus on this life for the most part. I do give you a technique at the end on how to deal with other lifetimes. Altered realities are carried within our personal etheric bodies, and they're duplicated in the astral, every individual creates its own specific and individual 
astral alter realities. When you just think about how we have thoughts in our mind as we go through our day, our lives, our weeks, and these thoughts stream both into our etheric bodies and they also stream into the astral. Within both bodies, you're creating a conglomerate of your thoughts. So we have within the astral created from our own mind all the thought facts that we've thought in this lifetime. And these thought facts create the energetic use in the astral. Let me give you a little analogy here. You know, you guys have all seen, if you haven't seen the movies of Batman, you've seen the trailers, you've seen something. And remember, I don't remember exactly, but somehow there's this light that goes up to the sky and right in the sky you see the Batman symbol. Okay? I want you to think of that Batman symbol of you, your thought forms, the you that you've created in the astral. That's in the astral. So you have the you in your etheric bodies, and then you're projecting into the astral the same you. Of course, it's not the Batman symbol, but (laughs) let let me explain a little bit better. But when I speak about the yous, okay, we have... All of the uh, the who we are as children. We have our stages of our life, like teenager, student, being a single adult, being married, being divorced, being parents, being an employee, being an employer, being a boss, being a sibling, being a widower. Those kind of things. Every single phase of your life that you have thought about, you've created a reality of that thought within your own energetic field and a duplicate in the astral. Okay, I hope you guys are getting this. So these are created by us. Nobody else does it for us. We're doing it without realizing. It's, It's like a radio station or a TV station projecting out the the sound, if it's a radio, the or the, the sound in the picture, if it's television, and more than one TV set can pick up the picture. So it's it's the same with our thoughts. They're projected into our thought form body and into the astral. There's more than one receiver, so to speak. And unlike the TV, if we don't have a DVR, the TV doesn't store the picture. Etheric bodies and the astral does store what we've thought. It stores the thought energy. That thought energy is exists. It's real. And we've created our own astral use, our own astral identity, so to speak. Okay. Now, these astral identities, both within our own energetic field and within the astral, they're empowered by the astral itself. As I said, we're walking through the astral from moment to moment. We're absorbing like energy and giving out, uh, you know, magnetically, we are feeding each other. It's like we're partners. We're partners with the astral. And, And for the most part, we were unaware of this. We've gone through eons of lifetimes unaware of this. And, but it doesn't, again, make it un true or make it false or make it ridiculous or make it anything. I just 
not asking you to believe it. I'm asking you to just hear the words. And even though you haven't heard it anywhere else, you haven't read it anywhere else, or you have and you dismissed it, or you're dismissing it now, remember that every time we create a belief or a disbelief, it, it, it creates a cap and it holds us in a limited position. So I'm asking you to stand between belief and disbelief and just allow the words, allow me to, to share with you. Down the line, you can just see how you feel about it. Because there's such a partnering here between the astral and ourselves, it means that our astral you matches us identically. It matches us exactly, and it's a continual source, a direct connection to empowering what we're already carrying. Now, let me give you an analogy. You probably heard of the disease malaria. And malaria is a very, very tough disease to conquer for multiple reasons. But one of the reasons is that it's not just humanity that houses the disease. The primate population, monkeys and apes, also carry the malarial parasite. So when, if by some miracle we could cure malaria, all of the humans that have it on the planet. The next day, there literally will be many exposed and would get the disease again because there's a vector, which is um, the mosquito. The mosquito will bite the primate and then the ape or the monkey that may have it and then bite the, another human. And then again, the disease becomes prevalent on the planet because there's this reservoir of the parasite. It's not just held in the human. And in the same way, the astral is a reservoir for our thoughts, patterns, our energetic field. It's just this reservoir that feeds us. It could be discouraging because we do have a constant reservoir there ready to empower whatever we don't want to have empowered. But we have something very definitely that we can do about it. Let's just say that you come from a dysfunctional family and there was a lot of abuse, pain, suffering, misunderstanding. And during your childhood, you are creating thoughts of pain and suffering and grief, confusion and whatever you would be thinking as a child. It's not fair. You know, why is somebody doing this to me? Uh, feeling attacked, feeling whatever abused, feeling whatever it is that you would feel as a child. Well, understand that all of those childhood thoughts are moving into the astral as well. So we grow up, we decide as adults, I don't want to carry that, the wounds that I received in childhood. And so we start to really make some concerted efforts to move past and through and dissolve and resolve all of those childhood hurts and wounds and abuse and all of that. Now, the difficulty with the struggle to make a shift is because we carry that astral you. So as we are moving through to try to make that effort to heal ourselves, we're just constantly getting reinforced by the astral you we created in childhood, okay? The, the belief systems we developed, you know, that we're worthless, that we, uh, it's our fault. Uh, whatever we took on in those childhood beliefs, we have mirrored in the astral. We created it 
as we went through that very tough childhood. So, and understand that those are continually being empowered by other thoughts in the astral. So the astral yous that we've created also get empowered from the rest of the astral. If anyone else feels it's our fault, well, there's plenty of fault and blame energy in the astral. So those same similar matching energetics will empower our own astral use. And it's as if we have all of this, and then those astral use empower the energies that we carry at the, in our energetic field. And oh my God, you feel like, well, what the heck? How am I ever going to heal? You know, so it can feel discouraging. But there is hope, tremendous amount of hope. But it is one of the things that makes it difficult for us to find our way out of soul scrambles, out of a place of uh, places of hurt and misunderstanding and pain, suffering, into a place of awareness and enlightenment and joy and unfoldment in the more positive ways. So, in fact, every single soul, every single soul has had to find great courage and great determination to get to wherever they are, to move through this stuff. And each individual, all of us guys, we deserve round of applause. We deserve great support for ourselves, patting ourselves on the back, because it takes a lot of courage and an incredible amount of intention and determination to move forward. And we all are doing it. It's possible. It works. But learning about this astral information and how to dissolve and neutralize the astral use that make it so much more difficult for us. They're like anchors. They're like anchors that hold us, you know, not the kind of anchors that hold us stuck necessarily, although they certainly can do that, but they also can, can be like a drag. So you're trying to move forward. It's as if you're dragging along this anchor because we, for so long we weren't aware. And, but now the, a lot of astral um, information is out there. I, for one, am sharing it with you. The higher selves are so helpful because they don't only share the information, but they give you the techniques to help yourself and how to deal with these. They don't just give you the bad news and then say, oh, tough, you know, good luck and walk away. <laughs> they, they want to make sure that everyone understands the information and so they have me explain it to you, but they also want equally, it's equally important that you all get the techniques on how you can help yourself. And as you, we're going to do, as we neutralize the astral use that we've all created for ourselves, it's as if the anchor is getting lighter and lighter and lighter, and it's allowing us to move forward faster and faster, and it's not that terrible drag that we weren't even aware of. We're so used to that anchor, we don't even have the sense of it anymore. You know, we live with it. It's, you know, it's like driving somewhere that we've done a thousand times a day or a thousand times a week and we don't even notice the surroundings anymore. We just know it. It's just so easy. It's like we don't pay attention. We're not aware. So that's the same thing. Okay. So now, again, as I've said more than once, 
right now on this planet, it's the frequency of energy is very high and it continues to rise exponentially. And this means that not only are there expanded concepts present that can help us, but also the process to resolve the difficult patterns and unraveling the soul scrambles is happening at an accelerated rate, which is fabulous. So there's a lot of hope, there's a lot of help, and you all know about your inner divine light, that pure soul essence light that we use. It's incredibly powerful. That concept is now out there. That's uh, helping us. It's part of the technique. We had to know about that in order to use it. We're keeping in mind it's from the divine will kingdom. We have to invite it in. We have to give it permission to work in our life pattern because it will not trespass the free will. But we know about it now. Yahoo! And the, this energy is going to be what we use to dissolve, to neutralize, to get rid of this, these anchors, this, these astral use as we get rid of any kind of energies. Keeping in mind the energies are soulless and mindless. In other words, their their power is magnetic in nature, not uh, the conscious will, the conscious the consciousness of a soul. It, they operate very effectively. However, they operate at the magnetic energetic level, and so the when we bring in the light to neutralize, there is no resistance. We can just there may be resistance. Uh, at the soul level, because we're nervous about getting rid of something that we feel so comfortable with, and yada, yada, you've heard me say that before. But in, in any case, the the light is very powerful and can do a, a lot with the energetics because there isn't that mindfulness or that soul level resistance. So the light can come in, we, get, we amalgamate, we give it permission, and whammo, we can neutralize. And that is true of the astral youth. So there isn't any reason to be discouraged or to be nervous or afraid or anything. There's only reason to be aware and excited because this is an opportunity, guys. Now that you understand much more about how the astral works, yahoo, uh, then we can go in. We have the awareness. We have the tools. And we can go in and deal with these astral youths. We don't want that constant reservoir. As we're struggling down here to move to a different and better place, we don't want a reservoir of old stuff dra- you know, acting as a, a continual drag on our process forward. So I hope I've convinced you that you want to take part in the healing. Um, now, what we're going to do is we're going to heal both the part, the pattern or the, the quote-unquote use that we carry at the etheric level personally, the soul level, and we're also simultaneously going to be clearing the astral you that, that, that we've created in astral. Now, there are astral yous from every single life that we've had on every single planet. So when, I, so when we're dealing with this life, it is only dealing with a part of the astral yous that we have created. It's the part for this life. I want to give you the technique and keep it simple. But you can do all of your life at once, or you can do it if you know past life, you can do that life. You can do whatever, you can approach it in many different ways. But I want to keep it simple in this healing, 
And what I'm going to do is I want you to think of the idea of that Batman, (laughs) that Batman thing. Like there's this beam of light and there's the, there's the you in the astral. So the beam is coming from, it's not really a beam of light, but there's a connection. So let's just see a connection from you out to the astral you. So let's just look at the childhood you, for example. The childhood you is contained within your etheric bodies and it's also contained within the astral. So now we're going to not just use that symbol I gave with the Batman as there is a connection from from you to the astral. There's also the connection from you to your own etheric body. So it's like a double, a double Batman symbol or a double you. So you have the childhood you that you contain within your etheric bodies and the childhood you that you contain at the astral level. So there's two U's and the connection, we're going what we're going to do with that connection and in the Batman symbol it's it's light, which is good, and that's what gave me the idea of it, because what we're going to do is we're going to send light to both simultaneously. So that we're going to be neutralizing the childhood part of whatever you're going to do, and this is the part where you're going to decide. We're going to be neutralizing because we have more than one childhood you. We have the childhood you there that is having fun and is happy and joyful or hanging out with friends or, you know, excelling at sports or, you know, whatever the good parts are in your in your life. And there's a childhood you that, that were tough, that were difficult, that was um, abused or whatever it was. So we have many different childhood yous out there. And so... What we're going to do in the healing is we're going to be addressing, of course, the childhood youth that are the difficult ones, not the totality of you and childhood, although you can also do that. And I actually recommend that you do that because any energetics, even positive, eventually we're going to be encouraged to neutralize everything. I know. I can't remember if I've ever told you guys that. I think I have. But... Most likely not all of you have heard that because I've had so many shows. Who knows when I said it? But that's the goal eventually. We don't want any energetics, people. Yeah. We may not be there yet. We want to empower the positive and neutralize the negative for now because we want that ratio of positive to negative that we carry to be shifting and changing so that more and more of the positive comes in more and more supply to what we're manifesting in the outer reality, we want to come from the positive uh, energetic fuel. And the more we have of that, the more it gets used in what we manifest in the outer reality. But eventually, we're going to be even neutralizing the positive. I know, I know, I know. I don't talk about it much. But in any case, eventually, you are going to want to neutralize the totality of the energetic you both in your etheric body and in your astral use. For now, we're going to deal with the negatives. Those are the priority for the moment. I want everyone to just simply move that mind's eye in. And the simple technique is to focus on my voice. And as you hear my voice, just bring your focus in to the voice. And the purpose of this is to bring the focus of attention into the right here, the right now, and create the now moment. And with that, I saw the now moment just, it was a very interesting, it was as if it just completely and totally encompassed the totality of the, of the 
listeners, past, present, and future, within this now moment, and I can see it around all of us. So everybody is doing a really good job. It, it springs up very fast. But now we're going to use that very powerful, very important turn-on switch, that focus of attention, to expand the now moment and to move it to encompass the totality of who we are at the soul level, the totality of the soul process, which includes the totality of the past nows, the present now, and the future nows. And so as we focus on that, I am seeing the forever now moment coming into play, again with the understanding that although the past nows are definitive, we will not be returning to the mineral kingdom, for example, the future nows are ever-expanding, ever-growing, because evolution never stops. There is a continual evolution, a continual moment-to-moment-to-moment-to-moment organic growth, organic state of becoming. And so the future nows are, symbolically anyway, they are not definitive and they continue to expand. And it's a very active process. I mean, I see it. It's almost like bubbling. It's almost like bubbling and growing and bubbling and growing. And, you know, it's hard to explain, but I see it and it's happening for each and every one of us. There is no soul that isn't involved in this continual or continuous uh, expansion. Now, I want us now to focus on that very powerful pure soul essence. Again, the symbol, as you know, that I love to use is the sun to connect us immediately with the incredible power that we carry within that pure soul essence, divine power carries the totality of everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And it is our purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power. No matter what we think in our everyday life is so powerful, nothing can touch this pure soul essence power. It is absolutely the most potent point of power that that any individual, any soul carries and how great that we at least become aware of it now. And as we focus on that sun, it's almost as if there's a heartbeat of light moving in through and around the totality, not only of our physical bodies, our etheric bodies, but is moving into the totality of the soul process. Okay. Now, the higher selves have just come in and they would like to expand this to uh, this forever now moment to also, and this is interesting, didn't know they were going to do this, they're going to expand this forever now moment to contain the astral you that each and every one of us is that has created, okay? So the forever now moment is actually expanding to include the energetic field of the astral that was created by each and every one of the people involved in this healing. It is, it just expanded a huge amount, and the light that we're pulsing out is also moving and pulsing into this astral energetic field that we've now included. And it's really interesting because it's not a part of our soul, but it is definitely part of our journey the astral use affect us, even though we aren't aware of it. And they not only affect us, but whatever we've placed in the astral affects the other humanities and vice versa. So 
it's a very interesting concept, and I'm hoping that I'll get more on it as we move through the uh, the weeks, or even just this healing. Uh, in any case, that the light is being supplied to the astral you. So we're already beginning before I even start to be bringing this very powerful light to the astral use to begin the dissolving and neutralizing of those energies. Wow. It's like I don't even have to do the whole thing I was going to do. Okay. Okay. Well, it's it's really powerful, so I want everyone to keep doing it. While we're doing it, actually, I'm seeing other souls not only partake of the light, but move into the healing field itself and becoming part of this healing. Okay, well, um, thank you, ourselves. This is very exciting. Yeah, um, some of the souls are um, moving in and being a part of the healing they are some of the souls that are the astral workers that I think I've mentioned in the past shows. There are some astral workers here that want to be uh, part of the healing uh, and part of supplying the light. They, they, it's, it's, I, I can't, not getting exactly all the motivations and all, all the issues or all the parts of the the reasons why this is happening, but some of the astral workers have moved in, and there are other souls, too, who have moved in that are out of body. They aren't actually going to be listening physically to the show, but they are aware, and they're out of body, and they're moving in and taking part of the the healing today. Um, hmm. Okay, so that's all right. We want, we, we, we're not exclusive group are we there's no exclusivity uh, here at all so we're including all souls that care to join us they are adding their own light their own pure soul essence light because whether you're in or out of body of course you have a pure soul essence so that doesn't go away just because we move aside the body for whatever reason um okay so the the field is just now as enormous as it always is. It's just it's ginormous now. It's just expanded. I don't know how many fold, and that's absolutely fine. The more we can do in the healing session, the better it is for the planet. Now, of course, we also want to call in and amalgamate with a conglomerate higher selves. This is really important. There's a lot of higher self energy here because there are many many souls, and I'm terrible with figuring out the numbers, but definitely thousands of tens of thousands could be more. It's just a huge amount of souls that are participating now in this healing. It certainly isn't all my listeners. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of souls here that are not active listeners, and that's absolutely fine. I want to include anyone and everyone that we can. Uh, okay, since I'm getting it, some of these souls are from the human kingdom heavens, they are beginning to learn in various uh, classrooms from the uh, the educators on the other side. They're beginning to learn and come to understand more about not uh, not only themselves and their own lives, but how things work in general. They're souls that are interested. They want to experience firsthand and also help themselves and others actively help. And this is a way for them to do so 
they are not only getting help because they'll be neutralizing some of their own stuff, but they're going to also be helping by providing uh, the light that they carry to facilitate um, the healing of the astral in general and, you know, supporting all of us with their light. So it's it's a, oh, okay, there's some dog stuff going on right here. So I'm just going to keep going and I'm sorry for that. I hope it doesn't bother you guys. Um, okay. The last part of the the amalgamation is the moving into the womb, W-O-M-B, symbolic womb of the originating source of all there is. And it, too, is bringing a, the energy of the womb, the creative life force energy, bringing that intensely powerful reservoir of energy to of that carries the innate desire to express, to become, to grow, to learn, to give birth to, and it is going to help us all give birth to this healing at the very highest level that we can do. It's our guarantee that we'll be working at the highest level, not at any level that is uh, less than we can handle. We always want to work at the very highest level that we can handle. So, okay, so we're just moving into this really beautiful spot, very intense. The energy is off the charts here. And now, I mean, I'm just, everything has changed to what I was thinking we were going to do. So now I just need a moment, guys, to see where the higher selves are going to lead me. Because it's as if what I had come up with earlier um, may may or may not really be, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it is going to be fine. The image I just got was very silly. Um it's if you want to use the analogy that I often use of all of us standing on the rim of a wagon wheel, we're all equal, we're all standing on this rim, all the souls now, both the listeners and those who are out of body that have come to join us, it's as if from all of us, from the heart center, we have a beam of light and we have the <laughs> symbolically that Batman thing right in our etheric bodies, then more beam of light, and then uh, the second or the double uh, Batman symbol. Now, that's, again, just a symbol just to give you the idea that we're all standing there with these sort of double symbols. Now, we're going to change it from the Batman symbol, of course, because we're going to now be dealing with us as individuals, but each and every one of us has got this set up. I can just see it coming off of our chest, so to speak, out of the heart center, um, this beam of light that's carrying, uh, that is being directed at and connecting both the you that we carry in the etheric bodies of our own, our personal etheric bodies, and in the astral plane that is the etheric body of the planet Earth. And so we now have this beam of light connecting these two. If, as I mentioned earlier, if you want to add on any more of the parts, any any of the different lives. So say we work on an issue in childhood. If you want to add on multiple issues, it's almost like you could be standing in one of those hall of mirrors where you see yourself over and over and over and over again in, as the mirrors extend. Um, you can do that. But I, I would encourage you just to work with this life, just 
because we want to keep this exercise as simple as possible. But I do plant the seed because some of you will catch on really quickly and won't have any problem just adding on the etheric you that you created that, for example, that I am poor you, you know, we've had in many lives. So you can add on and bring the light to all of the astral yous that carry that I am poor altered reality. So you can do that. But right now, I just want us to work how I'm going to work is keeping it simple. But you certainly are encouraged and uh, to do however you want. But right now, I'm going to just do the two, the ones from this life. And we are going to start with childhood. And what I want you to do is I want to ch- each and every one of you to change the Batman symbol to something significantly upsetting, difficult, hurtful in your childhood. And I don't, I'm not going to tell you each individual, it will be different. And for example, I'm going to do the one for me that I've worked on a lot and I feel I've moved through it, but just in case I haven't, I want to do the one where people can't hear me, they don't listen to me, and they don't acknowledge me. Okay, so that's one that came from my childhood, and it's one that I've been aware of for decades, and it's one I've worked really hard on. But that's one popped in my mind to give you an example. So I'm seeing my energetic you as literally people walking by me, not noticing me. I'm standing there isolated, alone, as a child, not being supported, not being paid attention to, not being seen, not being heard. And so I'm seeing this picture in my energetic field, and I'm seeing it exactly the same in the astral. My astral you that I created, exactly the same. It's a mirror image of of what I carry in my etheric body. So I'm asking each of you to pay attention to see an example that you carry each of you carry from your childhood. Now keep in mind, there is a beam of light that is connecting these two. We purposely did that so that we can activate the divine light that we carry to do the neutralizing. And that's what I would like everybody to do. I want you to start to send waves of your own pure soul essence, divine light, out to neutralize this image that you have in your etheric bodies, this altered reality, and then continue the waves to neutralize what you carry in the astral. So I want beams of light to dissolve, find everything that is that you carry at the energetic level. Now we have the picture, the symbol is right in front of us, but we have those energies 360 degrees around. So we don't want to physically limit the light. We want the light to find all the elements of that pattern. For me, anything that plays in, whether it's direct or indirect, whether it's conscious or unconscious, whether it's known or unknown, I want this light that I am beaming into to into this symbolic picture. I want the light to find all of the elements and neutralize. And I want the light to continue and do the same in the astral. Now, most of my healings, as you know, we ask the past nows 
and future nows also be brought into play. Today, understand that that will be happening because we are amalgamated. We have been brought into the forever now moment, but I'm not going to be talking about it in the healing. Just know that it happens. Right now, we want to focus on this new element that I'm bringing to your attention, which is the astral. So right now, we are asking the light to move in through and around the totality of the image that each and every one of you have picked. Whether it's an image of abuse, an image of pain, suffering. Maybe it's an image of you where you had parents that weren't involved in your upbringing and you became the adult at age three. Whatever happened in your childhood that is difficult for you, that's the image I'm hoping each and every one of you will work with. And just keep sending the light. I'm, I can see mine, and mine, I'm pretty sure, is a symbol, so I can see where the rest of you are. Mine is almost completely gone in my own etheric bodies, and it's almost completely gone in the astral. And as I just said that, I can see it. It's kind of being zipped up. It's like, okay, it's done. Now, you may want to do this again. I have done my astral use in different ways, more, many more times than once. When I first learned of the astral energy, I did it all the time. I didn't want those anchors dragging me. I didn't, you know, it's hard enough in life, right, guys? We don't want anything dragging. So, I worked on them a lot, and I continue to work on them less often, but I continue to work on them. So I'm not one to say, oh, we do it once and it's all gone. I want you to continue to work on them. When you, if you feel to work on it, work on it. Okay. But right now I'm seeing this beautiful, uh, harmonious, peaceful energy that's come in to replace all that was neutralized. Okay, now... I would like us to do a second image of the childhood because, as you all know, there's many things in childhood. There may be loss, loss of a parent, uh, loss of a sibling, loss of, uh, you know, we might have loss of health. Maybe we took on some sort of childhood uh, disease or childhood um, disability. There can be loss. There can be a number of other things that we experience in childhood, no matter how great our parents are, no matter how great our family is. And I speak of loss because I would like to work on, on give you an example for a second childhood issue that I had, and that was the loss of my parents. My parents were, di- were killed in a car accident when I was 18 months. So I'm now seeing a picture of me as a child suffering because of the loss. My parents just didn't come home one day. I was too young to understand what death was. Um, there was confusion. There was pain and grief and sorrow and a lot of misunderstanding and misconceptions. I see self-blame going on here. Somehow it's my fault and all of that. And I'm seeing the exact same picture of me in the astral and this is a very painful place a lot of uh, fear is here for me a lot of anxiety Um, just a lot of issues are coming up because as a child I'm pretty much uh, don't have the the ability to put a lot of words around 
all that I, is occurring. I have enough word that there are some here, but it is a very complex picture for me because I there's a lot of confusion. I don't have a lot of the concepts that I would that I you know I would have had if it happened to me when I was older. So I want everyone to find their own second thing in childhood. And I want you to, again, see that image of yourself, that altered reality, that you that you carry in your etheric bodies and the you that you carry in the astral that mirrors it perfectly. And I want each and every one of you to start pulsing out that light again to dissolve that image Dissolve all the parts of it. Dissolve all known and unknown, direct and indirect, conscious and unconscious elements. We want the light to find it all and then, of course, continue to pulse the light so it reaches the astral you that you've created, that mirror image. And that, too, both at once will be dissolved, will be neutralized, will be absorbed by the light. And I'm watching mine, and it's almost like the light is acting as a shimmering kind of way, like you go out in the desert and you see it kind of a mirage and the air is sort of shimmering. That's the way it feels. That's the way I'm seeing it with this image, and it's as if it's shimmering and reaching and moving in through and around the totality of all the elements of these energies, both astral and in the personal uh, etheric bodies. And it's just dissolving and neutralizing and sort of just shimmering it away. It's very, very beautiful. And I'm expecting or uh, would think that each and every one of you would have your own image. And I'm only giving you the example so that it gives you something to go on, uh, gives you some ideas. Sometimes it's hard when you haven't been doing this work as much as I have to say, well, what do I do now? Or, you know, so I'm giving you examples from my own life um, just to help lead you along, guide you. Of course, I'm talking to the choir. Probably everyone has no problem with this, but just in case, there's even one person. Okay, so again, I'm feeling both of them are being neutralized. And it's interesting because the light is moving out into the astral plane and for all of us. And the light that we're sending is not only neutralizing our own stuff, it is also moving into the astral plane and neutralizing related issues like energy. It's some of that reservoir that carries the like energy from other people. And so in this way, we're actually helping neutralize much more of the astral than just our own astral use. And this is terrific, guys. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to understand it because there is a lot to do energetically always. And so this means that we're doing even more. Um, we're helping. What, what I like about it is there's no self-sacrifice. We are working on ourselves, helping ourselves, and in addition, simultaneously, we're helping others by simply neutralizing like energies around. So there's no self-sacrifice, and yet we are doing an immense amount of help. Okay. Now, I want us to move into the teen years. Now, teen years are rife with strife, okay? They are... 
such a pivotal time in everyone's life. And so we're going to do actually three teen angst kind of things. And I would like to have each of you start to think of one thing in your teenager years. It can be anything. Um, and it doesn't have to be exactly teen. Maybe it started when you were nine. I mean, that's fine. But I want you to to think of a pattern that's related to your teen years. And I, I think one pattern that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to do for myself, and I think many teenagers have, is the worry and the concern and the anxiety over the physical body and how it looks. Because in the teenager years, sometimes they're weight issues, sometimes they're acne issues. Uh, for girls, it's, you know, am I going to have, when am I going to um, get my bust, you know? Uh, for boys, it might be, you know, how strong they are, are they athletically inclined? <sighs> Ouch. Um, it, it, it can be all over the map. Uh, maybe we look, you know, we become very sensitive to our looks. Maybe we've inherited the nose that, that our father has, the big uh, schnoz, you know, maybe we inherit the um, the big hips from the mother or the grandmother or something, you know. So all of these physical body issues are really rife, really prevalent in the teen years. And so each and every one of us would have our own unique viewpoint about it. And we would, I want that picture, whatever that angst about the physicality that came up that started mostly in the teen years, I want that to be projected. And I just want to see what's coming up for me. I was always really skinny, 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 skinny. And uh, I remember wondering if I was ever going to fill out, if I was ever going to, you know, move from gawky, uh, skinny person to to something else and so I mean maybe you guys don't have that but that's that was pretty tough for me and so I'm seeing myself as this gawky awkward shy uh, insecure no confidence not feeling attractive at all um, I didn't have too much of a problem with acne which was fortunate for me but there was, uh, I got my period very early, so I was always worried about that. I don't, you know, it's probably way too much information for you, but I just want you to know that there's no holds barred here. Whatever comes up for you is what comes up for you, and that's what you want to work on. So I'm seeing this picture, this altered reality, the gawky, shy, insecure, uh, you know, anxious, um, just feeling like I can't fit in, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I just can't match my peers in, in so many of these physical ways. And I was very, very uh, worried and concerned about it and uh, felt so inferior. And I'm seeing this picture build of me both in my etheric body and in the astral. And whatever your picture is, guys, let, and we're doing three of these. The teen years are really big, as I said. So we're going to just send the light and start to neutralize this picture in both places, the double picture. And I'm seeing the light being uh, just whooshing 
down, moving into and neutralizing the totality of both the you's, both the me's, because I'm talking about me, but you understand what I'm saying. So, and um, you know what? I need to, to focus in and see. I'm seeing an absolute brilliant image of everybody doing the same thing. You are doing fabulous. Fabulous. So this is great, guys. We're, we're really moving to neutralize these, the, the double identities that we carry. And now I'm back to focusing on mine because, again, if I have any issues come up with mine, I know it's an issue I need to talk about for everyone. And I am seeing it clear. You guys have gotten the, the exercise very well. You're doing a great job. I'm seeing both of mine clear very easily and effortlessly. And actually, the energy is moving 360 degrees around me, um, addressing all of the elements even though I'm seeing the picture straight and forward, straight forward in front of me, it's addressing all of the elements, 360 degrees, and it's also in the astral addressing the entire energy identity. And again, it's moving into uh, more of the astral and neutralizing similar images and similar issues. And it's just letting go of all the discomfort that I felt. There was so much discomfort, so much so much unease, so much, you know, fear. And it's really getting to all of that. And, of course, it's wonderful to neutralize any kind of fear, any kind of anything. And um, fear is just so pervasive. It's part of the human condition. We've all had fear off and on the entirety of every single life we've lived here. So... I just, um, it's always a great opportunity to release fear. And that was, you know, fear of being, uh, not being accepted. Okay. Now I want everyone to begin to think of another example in the teenager years. Uh, an example of the new relationships that that people become interested in with the opposite sex or perhaps the same sex but again any kind of relationship it may be the a relationship with the self maybe relationship with the uh, uh, the opposite or the same sex but that kind of love relationship that we think of in the romantic sense um i want you to think of an idea about relationship issues that might come up for you, okay? And it could be all over the block. There's just each and every one of you will have your own unique energy identity, and I'm seeing them starting to come into place. I'm watching them begin to form around the circle. I haven't done mine. I have to think of <clears throat> mine. <clears throat> What's, <coughs> excuse me. What's coming up for me is the whole wallflower issue that I had. Um, I always felt unlovable, unnoticeable, unattractive, un, un, un. And I was shy to the point of being literally afraid to talk to my own shadow. And so <clears throat> this made it difficult <clears throat> to talk to boys and, and all of that. It made it very, very difficult for me. And so I have this whole... Uh, picture of myself as the wallflower. That's a symbolic picture that's coming up and all the issues that were part of that. Um, 
and I'm seeing the same picture in the the astral and whatever picture you have of yourself, guys, I want you to, again, begin the light flow coming from that divine sunlight, moving, gushing, flowing out into your the totality of your etheric bodies, neutralizing whatever picture you come, came up with that had to do with your teen life, with your teen relationship life. I want everyone to start to neutralize that and then move that energy continually moving it down into the astral, neutralizing the astral you that is the double of what you're carrying in your etheric bodies. And it's a powerful double. We want to neutralize that double. We want to neutralize and dissolve and get rid of that magnetic energy that can come back and reinforce whatever we've got, whatever we're carrying in our etheric bodies. So we want to do them both at once. So we're sending these energies out. We're neutralizing the astral you or neutralizing. And I'm watching mine. Mine's changing in a little bit different way. It's so interesting. It's now as if the light is um, created a hole in my image. And the hole is getting wider and wider. And as it gets wider, the image around the edges is getting thinner and thinner and thinner and dissolving. So it's a slightly dim, you know, I don't have the shimmering this time, you know, so each of you may be experiencing this in different ways as well. That's absolutely fine. We don't have to force it to be any one way. Uh, remember, we're taking in what we're seeing energetically through our own mind. And so that can color what we see. It can affect what we see or don't see. It can keep things out. So it's okay. We can see it in different ways. It's not a problem. Or as long as it's happening, you may not see it at all. And that was certainly true for me for a long time. I couldn't see anything. So, it, But still, there was a huge amount of shifting going on in my life. And so whether you can see it or not, you're in a state of amalgamation. You have given permission for that light to dissolve this. And it is happening. So the, okay, the one that I'm carrying in my third bodies is going first this time. And now it's working on the one in the astral. Before it was simultaneous. Now one's first, the other one's second. That's okay. I just, doesn't matter how it goes. It's just important that it does go. And so the second one is doing the same thing, first creating the hole then the image around the hole is getting, you know, the edges are getting smaller and smaller, and then it's dissolving, and it's the light now is free. It's completely free, and it's moving into the astral, permeating the astral around it. I'm not sure exactly everywhere it's going, but it's going to continue to help with the, the neutralizing of the astral. Um, so it, it feels really good to me, as I said earlier. So that's fantastic but now we want to go into a third teenager situation and what's coming up for me to encourage you all you don't have to do what i'm saying you know you don't use the issues even that i'm suggesting but they're the higher selves are indicating to me these issues and that's why i speak them out but if you choose to do a different issue that's fine what i'm seeing now is what comes up for all of us as we get older as we're at the other end of our teenager years and we start to move into the role of adult we have to make adult decisions like you know 
college or army or uh, career or, um, you know, moving out perhaps from the the home uh, or staying in the home. But there's these more mature kind of decisions that come up toward the end of the teen years. And that is fodder for all of us. There can be many, many issues. We could have parents that, you know, we want to become independent. We have parents that are, um, you know, very protective and we perceive them as being overly protective. Or maybe uh, we're stuck at home because we have parents we have to take care of. Or maybe we want one thing, but it seems like those doors are closed and we go through tremendous amount of unhappiness because we feel our life is over because we can't get what we what we want. I mean, maybe we want to go to college, but there's no money and we can't possibly go. So we have, we're forced to, to start to work or something. Or maybe a parent forces us to do one thing or another and we don't want that thing. So whatever the this kind of time in our lives However, it affected each and every one of you. I want you to um, I want you to to create the images for yourself, the you around that. For me, what's coming up is that I was the I was adopted into a, a large family. I was the fourth out of five girls, and they were all my cousins because my aunt and uncle adopted me, and. My three older sisters went from high school to college, and I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to go, and I felt I had to go. But I really was unhappy uh, with the the whole school thing. I always excelled. Uh, it wasn't that. It was that the stress, and it seemed I, I just was so unhappy in the school situation, <clears throat> and I I really just didn't want to go to college, but I was so insecure and so afraid and didn't really have, I didn't have any boys. And in my family, the the word career was never mentioned. If there had been brothers around, I'm sure I would have heard talk about career with the guys, but I came from a family that was very traditional. And for the most part, the women, um, you know, this is early days. The women didn't work, and so there was not a lot of discussion about career. And so, so I had no idea. If I don't go to high school, what would I do? I, I just couldn't think of anything. I literally was blank-minded. <laughs> um, I was very young for my age, so the the whole thing about college triggered for me tremendous angst, tremendous upset, and I'm seeing a picture of myself feeling like I'm going down a pathway in life I don't want to go. I went to college even though I didn't want to go. And, of course, I ended up gaining a lot and, and enjoying it a lot. But at the time, there was about a year period where I was miserable and did not want to do it and didn't feel I had any other options. I, didn't, I was afraid to even talk to anybody about it. I just repressed the whole thing and went through it all on my own. And so that's the picture that's coming up for me. And maybe it isn't as serious or as upsetting or as scary or as horrible as some of yours. But for me, it was a year filled with tremendous amount of anxiety and angst and feeling absolutely in a prison I couldn't escape. And so I see the image of myself uh, just being so upset and so isolated. All my friends were excited about college. My family was excited. And 
uh, you know, my sisters, you know, were in college and, and loved it. You know, everybody just assumed that's the way I felt. And I very secretively, very much in the closet, did not want to go to college. And so that's the burden of the secret, the burden of the confusion, the burden of not having anyone to turn to, or at least in my mind, I didn't have anyone to turn to. So I'm, that's what I'm seeing for me, and I'm sending the light. I've, I'm, I'm absolutely never, never worked on this. This has never come up for me, but I'm realizing what a powerful time in my life was it was and how what an impact it had on me because I, I didn't have the options. That's, it's part of my motivation to, to heal myself because I felt so imprisoned by life. And so the, the, the effect was a great propellant to move me forward, to take more charge, more charge of my own life, I guess. And so I'm so glad to neutralize the negative parts around it because I see the positive, the positive results. But I want to, and I am sending the light to neutralize this very, this picture of me. And I'm asking that each of you come up, who've come up with your pictures. And I see a lot of dissolving going on. So there's a lot of pictures for each and every one of you. Um, I'm sorry that I have to keep talking, but it's the radio. I can't sit here for five minutes to give you guys all time or even one minute or even 20 seconds. Because that's the nature of radio, you have to keep communicating. So it just occurred to me that if it's getting in your way of seeing these pictures, listen to the show again. And when you get to this point, pause it and then come up with your own picture. When you're ready to go with the neutralizing, you can continue. So in any case, I want everyone to send the light. And mine is, okay, mine's changing again. And now I'm seeing the light. It's, it's. Instead of going down the beam and hitting the symbol and then sort of in some ways going out to the symbol, it's as if starting right from my heart, the light is moving out as a cone of light or as a, you know, a spreading, not a narrow beam, but a spreading cone of light and it's hitting the image all at once. And then the cone is continuing to go out and it's hitting and it's getting wider and it's hitting the astral me uh, related to this picture, the energy identity, the altered reality that I've created there in the astral. It's hitting the whole thing. And then it's continuing into the astral and it's, and it's just expanding exponentially. And so I'm seeing very powerful dissolving of both those altered realities that I'm carrying. And now I'm checking around the circle and I'm seeing, this is so interesting. Every time I check around the circle, there is somebody who is standing out to me in a very positive way. It is not negative in any way. It's not somebody who can't do it. But it's it's somebody who's kind of, it feels like taking center stage. And I'm not getting the information as to why. It's not center stage in a negative way at all. But there's something very powerful about this person. I don't know. Maybe it's um, more like... I- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But in any case, it's um, 
that person is sharing the light with a lot of others. I, I don't know. It just seems very, uh, it's very different and very unusual. Maybe I'll get more as we go. Okay. Now we're going to move into adulthood. And the time is, it's been a long healing, and I'm going to wind it down. I'm only going to do one thing from adulthood, but I think you guys understand the process enough to continue on your own or to utilize this healing again and do more of the adulthood things because there are many things that we have as in adults. A lot of them <clears throat> were developed and come forth from the child and the, the teen years, as we know. Things build upon one another. But right now, I want everyone to think about something in their adult life that is not what you want. And I'm going to work on the financial lack because it's one that the higher self talked about a lot. It's one I've done a lot of shows on. But I want to use this opportunity to have us neutralize the financial lack that we have in the astral, okay? So we, um, that's why I want to focus on financial lack. So I want everyone to see yourself as I am poor. I don't have enough. I'm lacking money. I'm lacking financial security. I'm lacking whatever it is that you see as a lack around financial lack. I want you to see that picture. Okay? That's a pretty easy one. You know, struggling, working long hours, trying to get the second job, uh, skimping on presents for your kids, um, not being able to, you know, get a new car and your car is about to fall on, you know, apart, uh, not being able to get an apartment, not being able to, and living out of your car. I mean, there's so many different ways that financial lack shows up for each and every one of us. And I want you to see it again, both in the within the, the lack within the etheric body and the lack within the astral. Now, for me, it's, a, it's an image of always having to watch my nickels and dimes. It wasn't, well, should I spend $100 here? It should, it, it should I spend this 50 cents? And these, there were times in my life that was incredibly difficult, as I know it's been for all of you. And so I'm seeing this sort of picture of just somebody constantly worrying all the time about, will I be able to come up with X or Y, uh, pay X or Y bill, pay the rent, pay, pay um, the doctor bill or whatever. And I very much was concerned with money and worrying all the time. There's a lot of anxiety here. There's a lot of desperation, I would say, um, desperation and being distraught and in despair. And I'm pretty sure everybody can relate to what I'm saying. Now, if you can't, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you at all. Remember that it often, that, that, Lack of material balance plays out in many ways. Finances is one that it often plays out in, but it's not the only one. So you may experience, you may not have experienced much financial lack, or maybe only a little bit. So your picture is very, it's not a very intense one because you've always had enough money. Your parents were wealthy, and and then you married a wealthy man or whatever. So that's okay, and there is no, uh, no shame in that at all. 
there may be financial worry anyway, because maybe because you haven't brought in the money, there's a little anxiety. What if worrying about, well, could I do it if I needed to? If something happened to my husband or something happened to my parents or something happened in the market and, and all the money I inherited disappeared or whatever, you never know. You could have financial worries, financial concerns, and fears of financial lack. So whether you uh, are have plenty of money or not. So it, whatever you can come up with around this area, great. And I'm sure there is something because it's pretty much part of the human condition. Um, all right, so I want everyone to begin to send the light to those two pictures. And for me, I'm watching it dissolve, the, the just being distraught, being overwrought, being anxious, being afraid, um, questioning and doubting myself, all of the confusion around it, all of that is beginning to neutralize and is neutralizing. And it, the, the light is now moving into the astral and it is working on that, my astral you. I don't have much of an astral you around that because guess what? I've worked on that one <laughs> many times. Um, the thing is that you can, you can start them up again. If we don't clear it completely and we still have feelings of lack, guess what? We start them up again. That's why this is a great opportunity for me, even though the one in the astral is not that much. I see that since I worked on it last, and I don't remember when it was, because it certainly wasn't recent, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago. I, I really don't know. But there is still, there is some that has been recreated. Um, it's not heavy duty and it's not exaggerated or um, terribly powerful, but because of the reservoir around it, a financial lack, uh, I don't want anything in there, any magnets there to pull in that energy. And I encourage you all to feel the same way. So I am sending light into the financial lack for both both places. Neither one of them is all that strong, but it has, as I said, some stuff in there. So let's go at it. We're going to send that light. We're going to pulse it out. We want to neutralize that financial lack Big time in both. Hmm. It's so interesting because the one I'm carrying in my energetic, personal energetic field seems more than the one I'm carrying in the astral, the reflection, and I'm not sure of that. I'm not sure why that is. I may have worked on the astral one because there was a time where I would just work on the astral. I wasn't doing both at the same time. That could be what happened, is that I did work a lot on the astral without also neutralizing what I was carrying in the etheric bodies. That would explain it. I'm not 100% sure that's what happened. But in any case, um, I just mentioned to it to you in case any one of you discovered something similar. I, I, really, I really don't know. You may not have that right now, but you might discover it down the line. But in any case, I want to neutralize all financial lack, all financial insecurity, the the fear, the fear of the future, the worrying about it, all that being distraught, all of that um, worrying about being, you know, the nickel and diming myself. You know, I better not spend that extra dollar because I may need it tomorrow. I mean, that is a... So much discomfort and it's difficult for anyone 
and we need to bring our finances, that material balance, into play where we're, the, we're manifesting, we're moving from the abstract to the concrete in a very balanced manner. We want to neutralize all the distortions and all the problems we have with material balance that prevent us from bringing it in in that balanced way, prevent us from materializing in our highest ideal. So we want to neutralize that financial lack big time. Okay, well, interestingly enough, I'm feeling a lot of pain around this, a lot of grief, a lot of absolute devastation. I I feel a big heart-level involvement here. And so I'm thinking that it's happening for many of you, and that's why I'm mentioning it. I want you all to send in the light to specifically for the heart involvement, the pain, the suffering. It's not that we couldn't have done it for all the other ones, but for some reason it's being brought to my attention with this. So it's an element of an exercise that you can add in. You can always draw attention to the emotional aspect of any one of these because, in fact, it's really more than just thought. It also includes the emotional aspects, too. It... I can't go into all of that detail all the time, so I simplify it, but these altered realities carry everything. And so I'm bringing to your attention the emotional aspects of things so that you can also go back, listen to this again, and directly work specifically on the emotions, or you can just work on the emotions from the get-go. Whatever it is you want whatever ideas coming to your head, however you want to approach it. There isn't any one right way. What's right for you is right for you. So let's just continue to send the light into the emotional aspects of this financial lack, this I am poor altered reality. I can't afford altered reality. We want to neutralize all of that. Well, the interesting thing was it was the emotional aspect for me that was holding, keeping me holding on to the some of that pattern. So working on the emotion, I felt the pattern itself clearing more, being more, being neutralized more. More of it was being dissolved because I had to work on that emotional aspect. It was tying me. It was like a, a hook, hooking me into financial lack. I don't have time um, to dig to find out exactly what that emotional issue, where it came from, what it was all about, but that's okay. You don't have to know if you feel an emotional thing going on. You don't have to know all of that. Just go in and neutralize the sucker, okay? Just move in that light and have the all of the energetics that hold on the that hold the pain to that state of lack or whatever you're working on, you want to neutralize those ties, that, that Velcro, that, those energetic uh, bindings, or whatever the word is, that keep the emotion to the pattern and the pattern to the emotion. It ties them together, so we want to neutralize all of that, all of the emotion that would come up. It feels much more cleansing and more clearing, um, and I'm I'm really beginning to to watch and see how it's all dissolving. Okay, I hope all of you have 
understood and moved through this healing and have gained a lot, I'm feeling um, personally really good. I feel like I've accomplished a lot. I didn't know I was going to actually be working on myself. It always happens anyway, but this was much more conscious, much more focused, simply to give you an example. But I see as I check around the circle. Okay, it's not just one, but what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of people on the outer rim, and then there's almost like an inner circle, and there's a bunch of people on that circle. And I'm not sure why it divided into these two uh, sections, maybe just because the outer rim was getting so crowded, but I doubt that's the reason, because it's just a symbol. Let me just see if I can figure out why that... I, I really can't see. I'm not sure. Maybe it's symbolic. Maybe it's just a symbol of the you and the astral. So we have the people on the on the rim working on each person working on their own personal altered reality or carrying in their um, etheric bodies, and then the you and the astral. Maybe that's what it is. Why didn't I see it early on? Well, you know, I don't see everything perfectly every time, so maybe that was it. It was a way to distinguish between the yous on the rim and within the own, their own bodies, etheric bodies, and then the yous on the astral. It's kind of a mirror image. So it could be that. I'm not 100% sure, but in any case, there's nothing negative here going on. It's all positive, and it's a little clearer. I do see it clearer now. Um, it wasn't just one person was singled out. It's just a whole bunch of people. So I think it might just be sort of showing the mirror of the U's, the, the doubles. So you're working on yourself on the rim and yourself in the astral, but it's showing as if it's an inner rim, uh, an inner circle. Okay. Well, now the higher selves are indicating they're closing down the forever now moment. They're moving in through and around all of the individuals and bringing the the uh, cocoon energy surrounding all of us with that cocoon energy to facilitate and um, the acclimation and to also, if there's any healing that is ongoing, it will continue to process until it's um, finished. The The inner rim is disappearing. It's gone now. I think it was what I came up with at the end. It was just symbolically showing the mirrored or the double image of each individual, of the altered reality of each individual, and which is a really interesting. I'm so glad I saw that because we can use that one again. I really like it. Okay. Um, now, With that, the the healing has ended. So we're we're done, guys. <laughs> I'm really hoping that it was um, good for all of you. Oh, I see that I have my friend Robin has called in, and I just want to wish her hello. She's been very busy over the summer. Lots been going on, so she hasn't been coming in like she normally does. And I just want to welcome her back, and would love to have a call or get together with you at some point, Robin. In any case, uh, I hope everyone has had a good summer, a good August. We're now September. I don't know where this time went. School has started back, and so much 
you know, we're moving into fall, and before you know it, we're going to be in the holidays. I do want to just say that I will be going away once again. I may have mentioned it, but my daughter is getting married September 18th, a destination wedding in Costa Rica. So it's very exciting, and I will be going um, the Tuesday of that week. I forget the date. Is it the 14th? I think it might be the 14th. So I'm actually, instead of doing a pre-taping of the show like I did when I went away this past time, I'm actually going to be dark that day, the Wednesday, because I'm so busy over this next two weeks. First, I was away, and I have tons of catch-up. There's so much... I need to do. Plus, there's wedding things. But guess what? I'm mother of the bride. I have a lot to do. So I have canceled my meetup in September, and I'm also going to not do the pre-taping for that that week of the wedding, which I think it's the 16th, I believe, is the Wednesday, September 16th. I will not be having a show. And it, it's hard for me to do any kind of canceling temporarily, but I just, you know, life is feast or famine sometimes, and right now I'm just very, very uh, busy with a lot of stuff. All good, though. Everything is so exciting. This is a very exciting event for me, for my daughter, and for my family, so, and I've never been to Costa Rica, so I'm excited about that, too. So I hope all of you had wonderful holidays and are moving through and unfolding in your life in all positive ways. Again, I always have information, so I don't need for anyone to call in to ask for a request for healing, but I'm always welcoming uh, anybody and everybody to to, to email me. My email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Either way, you'll reach me. I This show is for you guys. Now, if you like this kind of format where I give you information and do this kind of healing thing that's not personal, you know, feel free to just enjoy those. I know a lot of people swear by it. They love it. They, I get emails um, or talk to people that tell me how much it's shifted their life or changed them or helped them in this area or that area. So I'm more than happy to do that. But if there is someone who wants an individual has an individual request, please let me know that as well. So, guys, with that, I will see you next week. I do have a plan for next week. I'm not sure exactly. I've got so much information that I can share. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going to go next week's show. But, again, email me if you have suggestions, ideas, requests, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSouthVoice.com. Lots of planning going on, too. I am currently planning or hoping to put together some workshops, one in October, one in November, and one in January, if possible. But I'm not yet, it's not been all figured out yet. But I think those people who are local will really be excited about it. It's something I've I've been planning to do for a long time, and I think I'm finally going to get it done. So I'm really excited about it. And so I'm giving you that little preview. And in any case, I think I'm going to say goodbye and until next week. And just know that I love each and every one of you and wish you the best. And thank you so much for being part of the show. Really, really appreciate it. Love you guys.
Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.